everyone. In today's episode, uh, I'm joined with Molly, and, and Molly has ulcerative colitis, and today um, we're going to be hearing about her story, her, her journey with ulcerative colitis, and it's going to be a really nice chat. So thank you, uh, Molly, for uh, like coming to speak to me today. Welcome. Hi, everyone. I'm Molly. Um, I'm 19. I live just outside of Bristol. Yeah. So, so um, Molly, j- just to start off with, um, if you maybe want to say a little bit about your ulcerative colitis? Um, so I was diagnosed in 2013. Uh, I was 11 years old, but I actually had symptoms for about a year before that. Um, they started with, uh, it was blood in my stools to begin with. Um, and that kind of lasted a while and it just got progressively worse. Um, the doctors kind of told us it was everything else before doing the tests, which was bit of a pain because it's a lot of back and forth. Uh, my dad actually has um, ulcerative colitis as well so we knew a lot of the symptoms. It sort of felt like you were telling them you have it and they were telling you you don't but um, yeah I actually ended up in hospital um, for about two weeks just after my year six school camp. I got really poorly there. Not an ideal time is it? <laughs> no, no it's definitely not. <laughs> Yeah, I, I suppose in a way it's it's good that you knew about it a little bit before you were diagnosed as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, my dad's actually always been able to medicate quite well, and he's he doesn't get flare ups too much, which sadly wasn't the case for me. But um, it was sort of good to have the support there, someone who understands like close to you. Yeah, yeah, and and like you know, because like, I, I know not not everyone knows of like Crohn's colitis before like like um, when they get diagnosed so that's a little bit handy so you know a little bit about it being completely honest I didn't really know too much about it I think my dad always kept it quite private because we were quite young um I can remember times where um he'd be quite poorly but I wasn't really too sure what it was um because I mean explaining to an 11 year old what Crohn's and colitis is is kind of hard um but yeah, it was nice to always have them there to talk to, like to be quite open with it because you're both going through the same thing. You don't have to feel embarrassed at all. Right, right. And yeah, you, you, you have them there to talk to you, like, like now because you're a little bit older. Like you can. Yeah, you know. um, oh, definitely. I think we've had very different exper- experiences with it. Um, luckily, he's not actually had to try uh, many medications. He's sort of been okay on the salifoc granules that's okay. sort of his go-to um he has been on steroids a couple of times but um the salivate granules do seem to really help him yeah yeah like how, how like are you taking any like like, like are you on a, like any medication at the moment um so when i was diagnosed um excuse me for pronouncing these wrong because they are so difficult yeah. uh when i was diagnosed um I had a colonoscopy to be diagnosed and then they put me straight on the IV drip of steroids. Um, and then I think I went home on salifolk granules and azathioprine. Uh, six months later, the azathioprine didn't work. So I went back on steroids. Um, and I think I did that for about a year or two where I was just sort of on steroids. And then six months later, I'd flare up as soon as I came off them. And then I'd be back on steroids for six months. Um, and that was sort of the process. Um, and then I started here. I want to say the next thing I tried was the methotrexate injections, which were once a week. Mm-hmm. And they just made me feel really, really sick all the time. So I was taking like anti-sickness tablets on top of them as well, and the Salafolk. But that didn't work either, as we probably guessed, <laughs> which happens a lot. So I think I went back on the steroids again then. Um, and I think it was a couple more courses of steroids until they tried infliximab, which yeah. they did say mostly works for people with Crohn's, but they were happy for me to try it. And obviously we will try anything when we're poorly. So I think I was going in every couple of weeks for infusions then and keeping on the steroids. Um, again, that didn't work. So six months later, I started Vilizumab. that's probably completely wrong but it's another infusion oh. and that actually worked for me for a year so I was able to come off my um steroids and I was doing my GCSEs when I was on those and that got me through my GCSEs which was amazing like 
you know that's one of the best the worst times and because it's so stressful I thought I was going to really flare up but I was quite lucky with that yes it's, it's hard isn't it like to like changing like like drugs all the time it can be can be tiring because like you want one to work and then maybe one's working for a little bit and then you have to change to another one yeah, definitely. I think that's the one I can point out that did work for me. And I'd actually give it some credit. The rest of them, I sort of hate. But um, the steroids were definitely the one, the worst for me. The side effects of that really used to affect me quite massively, yeah. mentally and physically. Yeah. Especially it's when I was at school, I found it very hard because um, I could sort of feel my body changing and you know you get the moon face and everything and I used to dread going to school it was horrible yeah yeah I uh like I, I was actually on in, in, in fix and map um like it was the first by, by the logic I was on and like, like I was always I've always been on a to fire print um as much as I yeah. don't want to be on it because it's just dampening your immune system at times I think it's not working but um, yeah. I'm, I'm advised to have it which you got to listen. Yeah. I can't <laughs> they know I'm <laughs> No, of course not. But, um, I was on a flexor math for a year. And How was that for you? Did that work? Yeah, well, it worked for a year and then I all of a sudden stopped. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, it was it, it was good that um, I I was on, like, I think every eight weeks, I think. Uh, yeah. You, you went <clears throat> to have it and it wasn't too bad. Uh, talk to some people in the ward even though most of them were old people <laughs> um, yeah it's I, nice I, to hear yeah. other people's stories though isn't it yeah yeah it's, it's nice to meet new people like when, when you go for like infusions and stuff but um I went I went to um because each time it was working and yeah. I, they said I can go a little bit faster um like the infusion so so get done a little bit quicker so I did that every time and I think I got to my ninth infusion yeah. and because you have the loading dose, don't you? Like, I think 15 minutes before the actual infusion starts. Mm -hmm. So I had that done and then I felt really hot. Um, for some, I, I, I thought it was hot in the room. And um, um, and then uh, like the nurse asked if, if I'm okay. And I said, yep, because I just thought it was hot. Then it got a little bit hotter. And then I was saying, can't be this hot in the room, can it? Yeah. <laughs> you put the air con on if you yeah. feel like that. Yeah, and then... Uh, then I could have the cannula, the, 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 the cannula in, and that felt hot as well. So I knew something was up, and I said, so, so something's wrong." Um, and um, that felt like really hot. So hot, like it may, may it was gonna like burst or something like that. Oh, no. and, Did you have a leak? Um, or? Oh, no, no, it, it wasn't a leak. But I think um, after that happened, I said something's wrong here. But then um, they, they felt my temperature was quite high, and then. Um, I struggled to breathe a bit, so I needed oxygen um, as well. Like, and then I think what's going on here? Um, and then they they stopped it, and then I felt I felt really weird. Um, and then they stopped it, but then the consultant rang up and said, uh, "Continue the infusion." And then um, I was thinking to myself at the time, "Continue it." I just had a reaction. But, um, yeah, of course. But, uh, but um, what happened was because each time I, I was a little bit faster on that. So um, they did it really slowly, and luckily enough, that will. I didn't go on. I came off and flicked the map after that infusion. So after that, I um, had a meeting with consultant. Then I then I went on Humira injections oh, like yeah. every two weeks, and I've been on that. Ever How since. did you get on with them? Are you still on them now? Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm still on them now. Um, I like them, but I don't like injecting myself, so I won't do it myself because like I don't. I, I just feels weird doing it myself in case I get them wrong yeah. so, okay. so I tried them I tried them about a year ago just before my surgery um and because I'd injected myself before I was quite used to it and obviously we were used to needles because we have cannulas and we oh, have yeah. the blood test so um yeah sadly it didn't work for me but um they, they seem to be all right though and it's quite nice because they're every two weeks so you don't have to be so on top of it if that makes sense it's not every day yeah yeah like I um yeah I, I prefer it than the infliction I've on because I go in hospital and and wait like bit, like an hour yeah. it just takes a few seconds then it's, yeah. then it's done and it can be long like long waits in the hospital can't it 
yeah yeah i <clears throat> i know whenever i go to my consultant i have a meeting with my my consultant he uh he's always late <laughs> he, he, yeah. he he's never on time and then um, no. yeah they're worth waiting for though they are amazing yeah, yeah they are. i can't they are. fault my consultants they've been amazing yeah because yeah. i had one in the children's hospital and then i've had a couple when i moved up to the adults I actually moved up when I was 16 because um, they'd ran out of things in the children because they can give adults more, apparently. I'm not sure why, um, more different medications than they can in the children's hospital. So they sort of like booted me out as soon as I was 16. <laughs> they were like, bye. Um, so yeah, I tried some more biotics there. Um, yeah, and then I think I was on steroids. I've been on steroids quite a lot. That's sort of the, the go-to, isn't it, for most people? Yeah. How do you find steroids? They affect you a lot. Like they helped me because um, when I was diagnosed, I was diagnosed in 2017, so I would have been 16. Um, yeah. So um, uh, yeah, I class myself as an old person now. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but um, yeah, I I, I was. It, I, how, how I got diagnosed was um, I lost a lot of weight and that year and I started not eating anything either and mm. uh, I had pain so I knew something was wrong and I didn't know what Crohn's or ulcerative colitis was and I think yeah. I'm classed as having both so um, like, I, I have a little bit of ulcerative colitis and Crohn's and that they call it like patchy pants so, that, right. so I've got a little bit of both so um like the first because I was in a lot of pain and I had to fight to get points because I would have needed surgery um it, yeah. if I didn't so I, I I was very close to having surgery so luckily yeah. I didn't yeah it's quite scary isn't it I remember when I was 15 and I was still in the children's hospital at this point um I literally had meetings with the surgeon and they were like right we're booking you in you're having it and I remember just turning around like I am not having surgery give me more medication now I was literally like the most devil child ever just refused everything they tried to give me um but yeah that was really scary I think at that time I really wasn't ready for surgery I couldn't even think about it someone would try to talk to me about it and I was just so closed off to the idea because I thought my life would be over if I had surgery um, which is obviously crazy to think about now, a year on from having surgery. Um, my thoughts on it's changed massively. Yeah, I suppose it's different once you've had it, um, that surgery. Yeah. I uh, think I was ready for it as well this time. So I went into hospital, um, how it sort of happened with my surgery. I went into hospital in February 2020. So, um, yeah, coming up to two years we're coming up to two years ago that's crazy yeah oh my God. time flies when you're having fun clearly yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so i went in then and um the iv steroids and everything and that sort of made me feel a bit better and i tried tofacinolin the tablets like i can't pronounce them but it was one in the morning and one at night and they sort of said like look we're coming to the end of the things we can try now and i was like yeah please give them to me like i want them so um i tried them and six months later in the october i was back in hospital um back on a drip like all the fun stuff and they pretty much came in and they said, we have another thing you can try, but it's got a 20% chance of working. And if not, you're gonna be back in six months once the steroids stop working and you're having surgery. And at that point I was like, just take my colon now. Like I was sick to death of it. So I was like, just have it, put it in the bin somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like surgery is um, like, it's, it's hard to think about because like you, you just don't want it and like, like um I still think that way because I, I haven't had it yeah <laughs> so, um, like we're having Crohn's like every time I meet my consultant if someone's up if something's wrong and he says we've got to try something else we've got to do something this way and I, I say I'm not I'm surgery am I <laughs> I, I just kind of say that and I said not yet at least not yet um, yeah just put I, it off yeah yeah I presume I will one day because like it's, a, it's, a, it's like there's a fact isn't it when you're diagnosed young like in, in your teens or even younger than your teens, you're quite likely to have surgery in your life. So, yeah. um, 
So um, I know I probably will one day. Hopefully, uh, yeah. hopefully not during COVID times. <laughs> so um, yeah, mine um, was in COVID. That was really yeah. hard. Yeah, because um, I think so. I went in actually. I just went in for an appointment because I'd become poorly. So I went to see my consultant as sort of an emergency appointment, and um, she admitted me on the day because my symptoms had got quite bad, and that's sort of where it all spiraled from. Um, and everything was looking quite bad. I think I must have had a colonoscopy when I was in there. Um, and they sort of said, you know, a lot more of it is now inflamed. Um, and I think I just decided there and then, but my dad had actually come in with me to the appointment. Um, so when they admitted me, he was the only person who was able to come in. Um, and obviously when you're not very well, like you can't really look after yourself. So after my surgery I couldn't shower myself or anything like that so we sort of had to swap it around to my mum coming in so she could help me with all these things and it was really hard to get around they don't sort of mess about um and let you see them I think they snuck my dad in the night of uh, the night before my surgery and they snuck him through the hospital bless him so he could come in with me um and then they let him in as well when I was in recovery um for the day and that was it then I had to wait till I got home but it was hard because you feel quite you feel isolated enough as it is in hospital. So when it was COVID, it was it was quite scary and really lonely. Yeah, yeah, and like I know, like they, they were like not allowing people to come in. But like if, if you're in like say you're having surgery, that they're not allowing like anyone to come and see you, which can be hard. Mm. Like even though you don't have COVID, that it, it it's hard because it, yeah. Like, you do feel lonely when you can't do things or like I suppose like yeah. other people understand maybe a little bit what it's like for like 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 people like you and me that maybe don't see like when you're poorly you're indoors anyway and like kind of isolating. I think when you're indoors your own home you've got the comforts of your home haven't you and although you know it sucks when you're poorly and you can't go out at least you've sort of got your family there and they can come see you whereas in hospital it's all I, I don't like hospitals I'm not scared of them so staying in there without being able to have your family come visit you it sort of breaks up your day as well when you're in there so if they come in for that hour you're not as bored for the rest of the day yeah yeah it's it's a it's a nice feeling isn't it like when your family come in yeah, it's lovely. To be fair, everyone was lovely anyway. I got sent lots of cards and lots of food and lots of blankets, so I was very lucky. Yeah. I, I got sent so much food and I couldn't eat hardly any of it because I just <laughs> had surgery. Uh, <laughs> but I did have a nice pack of crisps when I was ready. Yeah. Do, you, do, you, do, you, do you have a favourite like crisps? Oh, love them all. I'm oh. a big crisp fan, mate. Oh. Oh. <laughs> crisps and dip was probably the first thing I ate, I think. Yeah. Because I know hospital food isn't the best, is it? <laughs> the one thing I'd rate is their mac and cheese, and other than that, it's awful. <laughs> yeah, and like my master, I rate the chips, but like the, the food they, they, they give you is not that great. Like, no, I wouldn't feed it to my cat. No, so that says something. It's not, not nice at all. And then like, I remember going for infusions, and people, and people like ordering their food, like because you can all like I remember going for infusions, you can order food um like because like, that the day allowed you to have some food and yeah for I, lunch I, yeah and I, I, was, I think I might have been the only one in the room who brought my own pet lunch <laughs> I don't blame you no I don't blame you at all we've got like um an M&S and a Costa in our hospital and I used to live in there yeah my mum used to bring me up a nice little sandwich when she came to visit or like a pasta pot it was yeah. a highlight of my day yeah <laughs> I think like, like my, my hospital is it's kind of turned into a shopping centre now <laughs> because yeah. uh, because you got home shops now you got yeah you got Costa you got yeah you got home shop yeah you got these clothes shops yeah. and I think people just go there for the weekly shopping <laughs> yeah, oh I love that though at least at least it keeps you entertained if you like have the energy to go down yeah yeah it's good but um, yeah I, I, I was quite shocked I did that because. It's like I wouldn't be surprised if people do go for that that weekly the weekly shop in there, but um, yeah. just uh, I suppose it's good if you're in the hospital as well and you can do those stuff. Yeah, definitely. 
How have you sort of found like your mental health of having Crohn's then? Has it affected you massively and like leaving the house and socialising and things? I think when I got diagnosed, I, I didn't want to talk about it to everyone. Like, um, yeah. like, because I was diagnosed when I was in year 11 at school. So that uh, in exams time, I, I, was, yeah. I was getting diagnosed. So um, I was, it was during that time and luckily the school where I was at understood yeah um like uh, even though me and them didn't understand at all I, I didn't really know about Crohn's at all and I, I was the only found out I was the only one there who would be having Crohn's so I felt a bit maybe left out like I don't know anyone that has it um yeah I don't know anything about it I just it kind of just like when you get diagnosed it just kind of springs on you um yeah so it can feel really scary can't it and like yeah you can make you feel really isolated because you feel like as much as everyone can try and understand they can and it sucks <laughs> yeah it does um but I uh like the mental side it did affect me I suppose quite a lot at first like I thought that it was the worst thing ever like um it's like especially when you're in pain like it's, it's yeah like, like I burn feeling it was in my stomach and it would go away for ages I, I couldn't sleep sometimes where uh, I'd be awake and I'd one time to go to A&E which I shouldn't be going to A&E really I should be going to somewhere else to get seen because um, yeah. A&E is when you have an you're accident yeah yeah of course and you're already diagnosed that's not yeah. where you should be going yeah yeah of course yeah but, um there was yeah it's it, 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 like at that time like because I, I stood even though I was in pain and don't know what's going on at the time. I still stayed in school because I know it's going to catch up anyway. And yeah. teachers were saying, "Do you want to go to a nurse's office for some, like, um, like, like, uh, something to help with the pain?" So I don't think that's going to help me. But I wish it did. Though. It'd be so much easier. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'd love to take a paracetamol and be cured. Yeah. That'd be great, wouldn't yeah. it? Yeah, it'd, it'd be great. But um, but no, I, I stayed. I had one pen in one hand. And then one other hand in my stomach, even though that wasn't going to help my stomach, but I just felt better doing that. Yeah. Um, but um, but yeah, and then the drama. I was in a drama course as well, and I was one of the people who was acting. And I had um, I had a multi role character, so I was more. I was about three or four people, so uh, I couldn't go in. And of course, that they weren't happy that I weren't in because um, I was one of the main characters. Um, so. I wouldn't gone long, but um, enough for me to uh, have some time off to get diagnosed. I had I had a kind of lost the pee as well, like you. Um, yeah. Get diagnosed, which wasn't nice, <laughs> was it? No, um, I think um, I've had about seven of them now. Oh, hate them. The best thing about them is the gas in there. That's the only, that's the only part that can be, you know. Yeah. The rest of it's not fun at all. I would not wish that on anyone. <laughs> I had um, a sigmoid osteopia a few months back, and mm. um, I had the gas in there for that one. Mm. And um, I, I kept having it, even though if I weren't in pain or anything, I just wanted yeah. to. <laughs> um, I know, that definitely helps. <laughs> yeah, and it, could, it makes you feel, I suppose, a little bit like because of the drugs in it, it fills you a bit high. <laughs> yeah so, um, makes you much more relaxed for it all doesn't it yeah I wouldn't yeah. fancy doing that um playing cold sober without any medication <laughs> no no but um but yeah I I had the uh, sedation when I had my kind of spirit first but I couldn't have the gas now I didn't want the gas now I wanted I wanted something different I'd like to change mm. it uh, change it about a bit um, yeah so the, the guy was next to me holding it and I, I kept taking it from him like even at first, I did it when I was in pain a little bit, and then um, um, I shouldn't have said this to him, but I said that um, I, I, I'm not in pain, I just want it. <laughs> <laughs> How did he take that? Was he all right? <laughs> he, he said that uh, because it was nearly the end of it, he kept it till till the end. <laughs> okay. But, um, yeah, I, I still, <laughs> it was just... It's called laughing gas, though, isn't it? It didn't make me laugh at all. I know. <laughs> no. Who would have thought it having a colonoscopy, laughing your head off? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, the things we go through. <laughs> I know, I know. And you try to tell people, and they're like, "Oh, what's that?" And you're like, mm, "Well, to put it straight, it's a camera." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
like you can like, the joys we have is, is looking on the screen yeah <laughs> um, i know yeah i don't know, have a clue what's going on there when they show me i feel like i need to educate myself on that oh yeah they, 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 they're going up and down hopefully my colonoscopy days are over after my surgery yeah yeah hopefully but um but yes it's not not i'm lucky i've only had one colonoscopy when i was diagnosed and i had a sigmoidoscopy this year i was i was thinking i was gonna have a colonoscopy but they just wanted um to have a little look which yeah. um yes i i because i had um oh, i forgot what i had now i had um I, I, I literally forgot what it's called, but it, it's, it's that <laughs> thing that if it's, it's that thing they put your bum to make you go to the toilet. Um, oh yeah, um, well, enema. Yeah, yeah, that's it. I had one of them, and oh uh, yeah, they're horrible. I didn't like it, and the nurse next to me who did it for me said, um, but like, she's had it before and she's waited twenty minutes. Well, 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 well she's held it in twenty minutes before. <laughs> yeah, she. I'm on the toilet in two minutes. <laughs> Yep, she, 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 she said to see if you can wait 20 minutes. And I, no, but as I've had, I've had it before, I thought to myself, all right, it's not going to be that bad then if you wait 20 minutes. Yeah. Then, then she does it. Um, I don't think I even lasted one minute. I, I was awful yeah, of it. Yeah. I've had like three of them and oh my God, every time I'm running to the loo. I was on um, a ward with about four people when I had that once and they all came over to me before I had it and they were like, we're all going to use the loo um, in the corridor so you can have that one to yourself. And I was like, thank you. <laughs> I need it. Yeah, yeah. But what, what, what happens was um, she, she'd done it and uh, like, she goes like and then I said, said to my dad I'm in toilet I'm going now I'm not I can't wait 20 minutes but the thing yeah. was um it was like a, it, it, was a, it was a it was a bloodbath it was <laughs> when, when, uh, oh, yeah. yeah because it's like you murdered uh, someone probably <laughs> yeah yeah but it, it, like I was glad when it's done but that, I think I'll say that was the hardest bit over but then I haven't actually done the actual procedure but I found that yeah Oh yeah, that's yeah. easier than the the, yeah. the initial clearing yourself out. I'd say. Yeah, because when I had, when I had the kind of lost to be, you have that prep, don't you? Like where you got to yeah, drink, yeah. drink the drink, and I was like, for me, I was pretty much empty because I, I I wasn't eating, so I was quite empty anyway. Yeah. But um, yeah, cool. that, I didn't go to the toilet either at that time because I drank all the drink. Um, I think every fifteen minutes you you drink a another little mm. bit of it. Yeah. Took me 15 minutes to drink one and then I'm going to give it another one. <laughs> I know, I hated it as well. I'm not very good with drinking stuff I don't like. No. I used to hate that. And the MRI scans when they give you the stuff that makes you glow in the dark, basically, yeah. as they explain it. Yeah, and I, I did add like squash to it, but it didn't really make no difference. No, it puts me off the squash if I do that. I can't drink that then for the rest of my life. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it's. I didn't even drink all of it like um when I did it as well because I like, I couldn't I was going to be sick of a wife. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't blame you. Just tip it over, yeah, like down down the sink and be like, yeah, done now, finished. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But how 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 was you like with the, the the mental side um like with your mental health um Molly? Um. So when I was younger, like so obviously I was eleven when I got it. Um, I was, I probably didn't really understand it as much, like, I didn't have as much of a social life as you do when you get older, which I think started to make it harder. Um, it was hard, like I said, before I got diagnosed, because I knew something was wrong with me, but I wasn't getting any help, and like I said, I went into hospital just after year six camp, and I was actually in a room with, um, like, six other girls I think and some of them I didn't know very well at the time they're actually some of my best friends now but I didn't know very well at the time and I was going to the loo all the time and you know it's not always silent let's be honest um and that was really hard I just felt really like stressed all the time at that point I just felt really like rubbish I felt like everyone was going to talk about me I was really scared um so I think that was probably the worst part of it when I was that age and then as I got older, I started to miss out on loads of things because I couldn't go because there'd be no toilet there or I'd, I wouldn't be well enough to leave. And that was really hard. 
And then I think it really hit me when, when I was in school, I think I was about 15, it was year 10. And I started to just have the worst anxiety over not being able to use the loo and needing the toilet when I was out. Um, I think I was having quite a lot of accidents at that time when there wasn't a toilet around. So um, I was really struggling to even leave the house. I live five minute walk away from my school and I couldn't even make it there. I'd sort of come out my house, lock the door and have a complete panic attack and feel like I was going to have an accident and I couldn't make it. So um, I missed quite a lot of school at that time. And that obviously set me back quite a lot with my work and things. I try to do it at home, but when you're not very well, it's hard. And I think at that point I had a bit of counselling for it, but it didn't really seem to help. And then I went on the infusion and I got better for a year. And my mental health seemed to improve massively. Um, I wasn't as worried. I'd always think about where a toilet was, but I wasn't as worried about accidents because they hadn't happened for a while. Um, so that definitely helped and I did feel a lot better. I even managed to go to a festival at the end of my GCSEs, which was massive because, you know, camping and Crohn's and colitis doesn't really go very well. Um, so that was amazing. And then, um, I got really poorly again and, um, that's again, when it got really bad and I really struggled to leave the house when I started to, I started at college and I could drive then and it was about a 20 minute drive and I'd just make any excuse not to go because I didn't want to get in the car and drive for 20 minutes I really hated it like I just felt panicked every day yeah so that was that was like a massive problem for me I think um you know chronic illnesses do affect your mental health massively and we can seem really strong and happy but it is gonna always affect you and even having surgery like you know you have to get used to this brand new body and it is really difficult to sort of pass that barrier in your head that this is not what you wanted this surgery is bad this surgery is horrible and you've sort of got to change it around and look at this is a new um new life a new like start for me i'm healthy as i've ever been since i was like what 11 years old and i can start living again and this is giving me life so you sort of have to try and look at surgery is a good thing but it is hard to get your head around it yeah, yeah, and yeah. i still have bad days now with you know having a stoma bag it is difficult sometimes yeah. i call it sid the stoma so if i refer to him as sid at any point that's what i'm talking about my stoma bag <laughs> yeah did, did it, uh, by any chance did you name it from the film ice age <laughs> i didn't but i love ice age so okay so i I don't mind him being referred to as that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because um, I spoke to someone before that has stomach called Boris. <laughs> and um, they didn't refer it to the Prime Minister. <laughs> it was before he was Prime Minister. And um, so, um, yeah, you get all, I, I've seen lots of names around stomachs. I know, all sorts. I feel like Sid's quite common, but I love it. Sid the stoma. Yeah. Yeah, if I if I I don't understand, but if I ever did, I I feel like I would name it Mason Junior. <laughs> really? Know. Yeah. What's the story yeah. behind that then? Don't know. Uh, just a little just little a, you. Yeah, little me. Little you. Part did you sort of become part of you having mm -hmm. a stomach bag? I mean, obviously it takes everyone like a different amount of time to get used to it, but I remember being in hospital and um, I hadn't even emptied the bag myself. And they came in and they said to me, Molly, you can't go home until you change the bag yourself. And obviously changing and emptying is two different things, but they wanted to see me change it myself before I could go home. So the next day they came in, I was the most determined person in the world. I don't think I even like looked at them. I just did it. And then they were, I was like, can I go home now? <laughs> All I wanted to do was like come back to my bed. So um, they sent me home. They told me I could go home like later that day. And I just remember having an absolute meltdown and thinking, I'm being sent home with this thing stuck to my stomach that I know, I don't know how I'm going to handle it and I don't know how I'm going to do it. And it was, that was probably one of the worst moments. But um, once you're sort of left to your own devices and you don't, you can't rely on the stoma nurses every day, it did help being at home. And I, I think it took me a couple of weeks and I became a bit of a pro at it. <laughs> it comes like second nature. 
And is, 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 is that why you had your surgery from, from last year to, to have the stoma? Yeah, so, um, yeah, last year, October 2021, I had my colon, my whole colon removed. Yeah. And it's left me with stoma, seared, it's left me with seared. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I suppose it helps, doesn't it, when you name it? Like, yeah. yeah, it doesn't seem as medical. No, no. I, I don't know if you can draw a face on it or anything. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I, at Christmas, Christmas trees on it. On his yeah. one-year birthday, he had a little one. He had some balloons on him. <laughs> <laughs> draw whatever you want. So it, I suppose his birthday's been because it was October. <laughs> yeah, just he's just had his birthday. Treated him to a nice Indian takeaway oh. and a couple glasses of wine <laughs> to celebrate. Yeah. Deserves it. <laughs> He does deserve it. He's had a tough year. Yeah. I've been catching up on all the nights out I've missed, so he's had a tough year of that party and he has. <laughs> Lucky him. <laughs> and have you found that like behind the stomach has helped like with maybe pain and, and stuff like that? Oh um obviously I know it's difficult yeah. when you haven't had surgery to sort of think of it as a good thing, but it's definitely been the right thing for me. Um, I don't think I would have been ready before and I tried everything I could, so I can never um, be mad at myself for not trying harder. But for me, it's definitely improved my life, my quality of life massively. Um, I can eat what I want. I can drink what I want. Um, I don't have as many days where, you know, I'm feeling really poorly and things. Um, I get the... I get different problems now, I'd say. Um, so I get, sometimes your bag can leak. It doesn't happen very often, but obviously you just go change it. Um, my, skin, my skin's been quite sore recently because obviously you have something stuck to it all the time. But um, colitis wise, I don't get many symptoms at all. I still get a little bit of bleeding and a little bit of mucus, but it's, it can be very controlled. Yeah. So it's definitely, for me, it's been the right thing. I know blood, like, I, I, I remember um, having blood, like, like in my stools for the first time. Um, and it, it's hard. I, I think that that just impacts on like, the mental side of things. That, um, yeah. Like, at first you think, why is, there, why, is there, why is there blood in the toilet? That's not supposed to be that colour, is it? Um, no, that's not normal. No, no. And then, Unless uh, you've eaten loads of peppers, it's not normal. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Or yeah, it, it's it, it, it's not funny to see it first, and then what happened was I was I was doing okay for a year. I thought I was doing okay for a year, then I then have a little uh, holiday to Edinburgh. Um, mm. um, first holiday on the plane it was um, for me, and <laughs> anyway, yeah, um, yeah. Um, so I went there, and then I went. I, I needed the toilet, so I went, and then I saw blood came out of the stools again, and. And it, I, I, I wasn't happy. I was quite upset at that point because I thought, yeah. well, when you think everything's okay and then it just goes down. You like think that. you're better, don't you? Yeah. It's sort of like um, just like gutting when you see a symptom again and, you know, you realise, here we go again. It's like steroids time or something like that. Yeah. And for me, mine never just came and went. It was always like I get the little symptom and it just get worse and worse and worse until I, you know... Yeah. ended up with new treatment or on steroids or even on a drip <laughs> yeah and I don't want anything to go like I'd rather something go wrong where at home but I'd rather some like yeah. somewhere else because I don't they, they don't know me as well and they might yeah. do something wrong but yeah like, like like now nowadays it happens now and then like the, the blood and still like that, that's one yeah. of the reasons I had my like, I saved my osteopy because my, 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 my Crohn's levels were out of range um, it yeah. wasn't. I was in a in a flare, not kind of flare that I'm in pain. Just a flare, but levels are arranging, and I'm getting blood now and then. So they said everyone was okay. Um, Do you feel uh, like um, sometimes going away and going on holiday can trigger your flare-ups? Um, like I went like um, 2019. I, I went to um, end of 2019. I went to France um, for a holiday, and like find about covid over there as well because yeah. it, it was december time and luckily i got home just in time for um i think it was yeah i like i, I do think it was before that that 
because they, they said like uh, into the new year, into the new year of 2020, that is when it started. But I, I do know, I, I would think it would start much before that because um, it can't just pop up like that. But um, I find that going away, I suppose it doesn't trigger um, maybe more um, because I, I had to, sometimes I have to stay away from spicy foods. So I yeah, can't yeah. really eat spicy foods. I can't have caffeine either. Um, right. Yeah, I could. Oh, caffeine used to kill kill me off. Yeah, but um, I still I still have coffee in the morning. I I still have decaf. Um, well, you've got to live your life, haven't you? Yeah. We can't yeah. stop living our life for this. No, still got to do the thing that we like to do. Like, All right. Um, like I know, like COVID's been an impact. Maybe uh, of places we want to go. Um, like um, maybe this year, last year. So yeah. Yeah. Hard. I've been quite lucky with um, being able to get away with the whole COVID thing. I mean, um, so when it first started, I was obviously on loads of immune depressants because I hadn't had my surgery yet. Um, so we went into lockdown. And I think for a lot of chronically ill people, lockdown was like great. You could just stay at home all the time. Um, you had your home comforts. The toilet was right there for me. It was brilliant. Um, but I was still really poorly in lockdown. Me and my brother would go for walks and sorry for the TMI, but I would be having to run off to bushes and things, even if we were out on a 20 minute walk, because as soon as I left the house, I'd feel stressed. And you know, when we're stressed, our bowels like to move even more. So um, that was happening in lockdown. And then um, I actually went on holiday when things opened up a bit, I went to Greece. And I was okay, I think, for the first three days, and then everything just hit me at once. And I went to the loo on holiday, saw some blood, and I just felt gutted. I just, it was horrible being away in Greece and not having, you know, the comforts at home and knowing you have to like get on a plane back and not be able to get to the toilet. It was quite a horrible feeling. But um, on, a positive note I managed to get away September this year and obviously things were very different because I'd had my surgery um and I never ever thought I was going to put a bikini on or feel confident in myself when I had my surgery I nearly bought a whole new wardrobe because I thought I was going to have to change my outfits and my style completely but I even walked around the beach with a bikini on so there it was a very positive yeah yeah yeah, no, I was very proud of myself. And it was nice to get away and not be worried about feeling unwell. Yeah. Like I packed my stoma stuff and, you know, it was quite scary making sure I had everything. And it's a bit worrying doing it all for the first time, but it's definitely helped me with my confidence massively. Yeah. And, I, and if people look at me, I just look at them back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think, I think, that, I think having like osteoclerotic does help you boost confidence, I think. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think it can either go one or two ways, can't it, with um, the confidence thing. Sometimes it knocks you down and sometimes it can help you pick yourself up. Yeah, like when I was younger, I didn't want to, like, I wasn't confident at all. Um, mm. And like, I, um, I'm more confident now. So like, yeah. we're speaking now, we're confident. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's great. So, though. Yeah. I mean, I was, um, I was born without my left, my left hand, my right hand. God that's awful I was born without my right hand <laughs> and um I think that not like when I was younger that used to knock my confidence um and I never used to like post about it or anything like that I'd always make sure it's covered in photos if they were going online um and I actually started doing some modeling for that before um I had my stoma bag which has actually helped me massively to put my stoma bag out there as well because we um I'm with a disability agency called Zabidi um and they help you know everyone with disabilities and things to get out there and they help us get jobs um they're an amazing agency can't speak highly enough of them and they've got me jobs for my stoma now which has massively helped my confidence because you don't feel like it's something you should hide anymore they sort of want you to get it out there because you know they think it's beautiful so that's helped massively yeah yeah I, I, I... So you look, you're 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 Sid's helping you out. <laughs> he is. Yeah, Sid's yeah. getting us all the jobs. He's getting yeah. the modelling jobs. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I I hope he's posing as well. <laughs> oh yeah, he loves it. Yeah. 
He loves yeah. it. He's on his best behaviour for them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure he is. <laughs> but but yeah, it, it, like I suppose it is hard to like 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 with confidence. Like it's hard to talk about things at first, so it takes time. Like it, like yeah. um, like everyone's different. Like I um decided to probably speak about mine probably last year um more because i had more time to so because and how do you feel since doing so do you feel like it's helped yeah i I think it's been great like i had um like i've done a blog for crimes in colitis uk um and i I thought that 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 was good like i seen um it was fun to do because like it just raises awareness and I found like I find it's 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 nice to meet new people. Yeah, I well, feel like that's the, the best thing about sharing is you get other people share with you and you don't feel so alone. Yeah, yeah, and I think that, that, that's one of the reasons I like to I did the podcast in the first place is because um, because of COVID I'm not seeing many people and like yeah. my my immune system is quite low and, and compromised so can't I can't do much at the time and like go out. As, as much as well but um yeah i created a podcast to to speak to different people with with crohn's ibd as well which are yeah i've, I've enjoyed and i i, I keep in t- touch with a lot of uh, quite a lot of people which is i think yeah. i think it i think it's good because like it's important to not like lose contact as well definitely yeah because like i said it helps you not feel alone and it's nice to have people to ask the questions to like is this normal have you ever had this does what helps and how how can I go about making it better or you know it's nice to have people who you can like ask honest open questions with and I think there's such a taboo about Crohn's and colitis because let's be honest it's about poo like there's not no other way to put it it is and it's about our bowels and not everyone wants to speak about their bowels openly on a day-to-day basis but a lot of the time we have to and I think that's why some people do struggle to open up about it and a lot of people do try hide it because there's such a taboo about poo but we all do it so why are we scared to talk about it it's it's a natural thing and the more we talk about it the more normal it will be yeah yeah we just got to talk about our poo <laughs> exactly yeah we'll talk about it and then everyone else can join in <laughs> yeah it'd be, a, it'd be, a, it'd be a, a good topic to speak about yeah well, well our household as you can imagine my dad's got it yeah. and i've got it yeah. all we do is talk about <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, oh. <laughs> yeah yeah like um well, i know i might have signed sense the poo room <laughs> <laughs> yeah but yeah it's it's um like 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 crohn's uh, colitis it's uh, uh, yeah that is the, the best thing about it um just so how many people you can speak to as well yeah no massively I think definitely when I was having surgery um for me it all happened very fast I think I just I think we said we were going to do it on the Thursday evening and I had it Sunday uh, no I think it was the Friday night and then I had it the Sunday morning so I didn't have much time to like process this was actually happening um, but I'd been in touch with quite a few people before and I messaged them who's had surgery and that helped me massively. They sent me pictures of like things they could wear. And, you know, I think you can worry about think a lot of things at this age, like relationships, if you're not with someone. I felt like, you know, I was never going to find someone who would think I'm attractive anymore because I had stoma bag. But I was just so wrong. Like, it doesn't change you it actually makes you healthier. It made me healthier. So if someone liked me, they'd be glad I was healthier because of my stoma bag, not, would not find it something that was off-putting. Yeah, yeah, it makes you special. Exactly. Like, 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 um, yeah, like, like, if it's like, it's like anything like with IBD, like if, um, if, if, if someone like maybe takes the mic out you for it or, or it's not very nice you know maybe to stay away from them kind of people well yeah Yeah. my mum always used to say that to me about my hand as well she was like if someone is nasty nasty about your hand or doesn't want to be with you or friends with you because of your hand 
you know early on that they're not a very nice person you can get rid of them you don't have to waste your time on them so it's kind of like a blessing in disguise so I've got a bit of a double whammy now if they don't like my hand or Sid they're gone (laughs) yeah yeah they can just yeah they can be gone (laughs) exactly yeah Yeah, because it's just like it's just not nice is it don't like people that do that you just know you don't need them no, no, like, I, 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 I used to get upset that, um, because, like, during lockdown, I, uh, like, I, I do, like, I, I did the podcast, I did, like, um, my own Doctor Who, like, clips as well, because I, I like acting time to time, so I did them, yeah. and uh, you, you'd get some people comment and say that you don't look like a, a current doctor, you don't look like them. And then uh, at first I'd get quite upset because <laughs> uh, I was doing it just for fun and like, people come yeah. and say that. And then um, I, 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 I would get upset about it. And then, and then all of a sudden I think, I don't care anymore. I, 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 exactly. there's, there's people that do like it and like um, exactly. enjoy it. Uh, oh my God, I've got the most amazing like friends, family, boyfriend. I don't care if one person comments on my photo and says that's disgusting because at the end of the day they're clearly not educated on it if it saved your life it's not disgusting it's actually really amazing so no it's like a superpower <laughs> it is a superpower yeah. you're right yeah a superpower that will be like people that are being not nice exactly I could always just empty it in their drink and then they won't like it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um but yeah, like what do you think made you like um like like to talk about um your colitis at the start, Molly? Um so I didn't talk about it all that much. My friends knew and you know, people close to me, but you wouldn't have known people at school didn't know. I think people at school thought I was going to the hospital for my hand, which I don't have a clue why, because I don't know what they thought they were going to do. Because it's not like you can grow it in a lab, is it? No. So um, I'm not too sure, but I think I wasn't open with it until I started getting into the modelling. And then I was a lot more open about my differences in general. Like I said, my hand, I started posting about my hand as well and started doing like awareness campaigns. Um, and then I thought, colitis has affected my life much more than my hand ever has I need to raise some awareness about that as well so I think I started to be more honest about it about two years ago probably um I think I posted something on Instagram uh just after I'd come out of hospital in February and sort of did a little post about Crohn's and colitis and then since my surgery I've been very open about my bag and things because I don't want to be scared to post something in a bikini because my bag's going to be on show isn't it so I want to post that and if they don't like it they can unfollow me (laughs) (laughs) that's it like you can just it's that easy (laughs) yeah and I think being more open with it is better because then like you say people that don't like it can just leave (laughs) yeah Yeah. like like it's 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 good I, I, I find talking about it's kind of a hobby now um, yeah, it's, it's good something to do, and like just hearing about different people's stories is it's, it's really nice because like you, you've got you've got the same you're you're in the same thing like if, if you've have Crohn's or right ulcerative colitis they're in the the same boat um yeah. um in the IBD community yeah in the IBD community you can meet some amazing people and you can all relate on so much stuff. And it's important because there's obviously, you know, the support around us is amazing, like our families and friends, but to have people that understand you is amazing. Yeah. I, I think it's great, like, like, um, like you say, that you have a lot, a lot of people around you that understand you because they, they have it as well. And mm. um, that you know they will understand you, and you you know family will understand you as well, but in a little bit of a different way because they don't I suppose know yeah. like what's going on in, in the inside um, rather than yourself. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, but um, but yeah, um, I like um, yeah, I think it helps when you do speak about it because you don't. It's important not to keep quiet as well because you if someone goes wrong and you keep quiet it might get worse oh yeah if you keep it to yourself yeah. it's 
it's like we've said before lonely and isolating and and the thing is a lot of the time people don't understand then why you can't come to plans and why you can't make it to school and they sort of get the wrong impression of you so say if you had like a friend that you were meant to meet up for with with for months and you kept saying oh sorry I can't come sorry I can't come and felt like you couldn't express to them what was going on and tell them you were having a flare-up and you didn't feel comfortable coming they're not going to understand that well whereas if you're open you know you can maybe arrange for them to come around and watch a movie because that's where you feel comfortable yeah yeah and they're not going to judge you for that because they know the reason behind it yeah it's just like the people who want to understand and the people who don't yeah definitely yeah, I know. I've, I've found some that don't understand, which you kind of maybe stay away from. Yeah, yeah. I mean, as long as they try, yeah, that's that's the people we need. <laughs> yeah, as long as they try. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's it. Like, like um, I found like nurses at hospitals are, are really good. Like the the, the the IBD nurses are are really good. Yeah. Um, I know like. Uh, an IBD nurse who I knew recently left and it was kind of a shock because she left out like quite suddenly and she was there yeah. for a while and she was one of them that I always used to go to and I know that she's gone and she's gone to a, a, a different bit so she's not uh, under the IBD nurse bit anymore but she's I think she's gone on the surgery bit so she's not on that bit but but yeah if things change like you're gonna it's like it's like having medication that that changes and like I think that's all the part of your your journey isn't it like everything's gonna change yeah definitely oh my god my stoma nurses were like angels when they used to come in and like when they see me you just feel like that sense of relief and they made me feel so like comfortable with them I wasn't like scared to tell them how I was actually feeling and how like actually scared I was they sort of just got it it was it was re- I'm really grateful for them yeah you uh, like I think I found everyone at the hospital is it, it, they are really nice there that they you get got a good, good it's, it's important to get a good support system because Definitely. um at home and at like uh, like at the hospital as well because um you 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 and you have like I suppose if you have someone to message as well like including people in the Crohn's Clitus um, community that that know like what you're going through. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, but um, but yeah, I think I think it's just it's it's like ha, ha, ha. I, I've said before like because I I've never had a, a stoma, and um, I I find it really interesting to speak to people that do because I, yeah. I, I, I like 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 on social media when when you see people posting about their stoma, I, I find that I find that like it's a big step to do that because um you like you're 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 like you're 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 showing yourself in like a different way and like um and like i'd like i don't know if i could do that if i had one but um but but it's 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 good because i think it's it's another thing on top of like your 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 ultra colitis or or crohn's because you it's although you have to you have to take more care of um your, your soma like 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 empty it and 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 do different stuff. To be honest, though, the amount of hassle that it used to cause me going to the toilet so much, my stoma doesn't cause me that problem because say if I'm just going to the loo like to go for a wee, I can empty it then. There's not as much urgency around it if that makes sense. So whereas I was going to the toilet, I think before I had my surgery, I was going like you know around fifty times a day. Now I'm only going like four or five yeah and that that doesn't have to be or like that's only because I choose to empty at that point whereas I could leave it longer if I wanted to yeah yeah do you do you kind of like feel it then like like when you know you're going to the toilet um so I've got an ileostomy uh, a lot of the time when people have Crohn's it can be a colostomy bag okay. uh so an ileo- ileostomy because we've lost our colon um it's not formed so it's sort of constant um so it's just sort of as and when it wants to really um just constantly when it wants to go it will go so my bag just gradually fills up throughout the day depending when I've eaten what I've eaten um how much I've drank um so I can't necessarily always feel it um 
but I can obviously fill the bag to know it's full. Yeah, I think that's like like interesting, but like like um like I get why people do it because it just makes other people aware, like and understood that they know like what you're going through. Well, because I like I suppose what made the complicated thing about a stoma is like there's there's different types. Like like people can get it permanent. Yeah. Like people can get it temporary. Like, is yours permanent or what? Um. So I, um, they left a tiny part of my rectum in case I did want reversal, but um, it can sometimes stop me being fertile. So I don't think I'd think about it until after I have a family if I want a family. Um, and obviously I'm only nineteen, so I'm not really thinking about that at the moment. So I wouldn't think about reversing it for you know yeah. a couple of years and honestly right now there's no chance I'd go back because my quality of life now is a thousand million times better than it was you know a year and a half ago so yeah yeah you and Sid live in life eh? <laughs> we are living life we're, yeah. we're living and loving it yeah you. yeah but uh yeah I, I think it's been really nice to chat to you Molly because uh, yeah, I, it's been I, lovely. I've learned some things like, 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 like about your stoma but about your journey and it's been a it's been a really fun yeah thank you very much for having me as well it's been <laughs> yeah. lovely thank you and I hope you uh thank you. You, know, you have a nice rest of your day and uh you uh like, like, like have fun raising more awareness um as well thank you thank you